0: i've been i've been curious how long it would take you to feel below deck
1: (laughs) (laughs) truly lucas the reason i'm watching it the reason i'm like okay you should start below deck is because steven soderbergh watches it
0: i i saw his list and saw that he had it on there (laughs) every
1: year there's like so much below deck and it's like if this is the one reality show that steven soderbergh watches i need to see it i need to check it out
0: (laughs) Very, very carefully. Hey, it's me again. Eat him up. Enjoy. Hello and welcome, everybody. It's time. We're finally, finally getting around to the 2021 Oscars. I will speak for myself here and say I'm tired of it (laughs) because it's lasted so long. Um, But before we get into all of that, let's introduce ourselves and answer the question. What nominated movie should people not miss this year?
1: I'm Sandra Almstetz. I live in Nashville, Tennessee, and... This is maybe a cliched answer, but if I could pick one nominated movie that people should like squeeze in before this award ceremony, that would be Nomadland. I think it's an epic film. It feels like a best picture winner, but it still maintains like it's indie feeling. It's emotional and beautiful, but it's not completely devastating in the way some dramas can be <laughs> and the way we all might be, on the, be not be able to handle right now. Um, I think it's a great film that you're going to want to have seen if you're watching the Oscars. Yeah,
0: I agree with you there. I'm Lucas Wright, a designer in Chicago, and I would say, um, in addition to Nomadland, I would say Sound of Metal um, is one that I was just very surprised by. And I think... Obviously, it's, you know, it's nominated and a lot of people are talking about it, but I think of the nominees, it's not getting talked about as much as, it's it's not as, it's not, it doesn't have a lot of like the flashy, uh, I think, media behind it. <laughs> it's also not as controversial, I think, so people aren't.
1: Right. Also, um, it's
0: not getting brought up a lot.
1: If you want to have like, I don't know, cool indie film credit, I think like that's a great movie to say that like you've seen and that you like, <laughs> you made sure to see. Does that make sense? Yeah,
0: Definitely. Okay. Um, Before we talk about the Oscars in depth, every week we like to talk about something we've either discovered or rediscovered. So, Sandra, what are you feeling this week?
1: This week I am feeling the return of Top Chef. Top Chef is back on Bravo. It's a new season. It's a COVID season. Um, But I'm so happy to have it back, and I'm so thrilled to be watching it. Um, You know, I watch a lot of reality TV, but Top Chef is in a field on its own. And it's one of those reality TV competition shows that the second an episode is available, I'm ready to watch it, and I'm ready to listen to podcasts about it, and I'm ready to cook, and it inspires me, and I think it's beautiful and entertaining, and I'm just obsessed with it. Are you watching Top Chef Portland this season, Lucas?
0: I am definitely watching Top Chef Portland. I I think last year as Top Chef was kind of starting back everything had just shut down and so this was like the first show that felt like normal
1: mm-hmm. um,
0: <laughs> and now that um, at least in the US things are slowly starting to open up and feel more normal Top Chef is now uh, showing you the, the COVID episodes And um, so I, I think it's very interesting kind of watching these people in this environment where they're like yeah I shut my restaurant down and I don't know if I'm going to go back to work you know mm-hmm. after this and like all of this like real intense like real life drama that they're happening that's happening kind of on top of this um kind of reality show but i think it's very it feels like a sweeter season like people are more um
1: everyone's a little tender right now right yeah yeah yeah. it's
0: very loving to each other at the moment yeah (laughs) it's like you you get a lot of conversations like yeah i don't know i haven't talked to anybody in you know a month so yeah yeah i i'm really loving it i love top chef every time um and i love that it's back and getting to see um what it's like during during covid so
1: yeah and, and another different another difference with the season is that they're bringing on former you know b- beloved contestants to be on the judging panel this season right um mm-hmm. and th- that happened every now and then on top chef and i'm no top chef ep- expert i've only seen a few of the seasons i, I i'm not you know a die hard but um it's really exciting for me to see these faces in addition to Tom and Padma and Gail that to Mm -hmm. see these people that are, you know, probably still cooking on a regular basis. They, you know, that are, um, that have been in this competition before that are from different cultures and have different love, you know, different areas of expertise versus just, um, Tom, who is an, incredible chef, but he's only one person, you know? And, um, I'm really, I'm excited about like this new, like well-rounded judging panel. And I am really excited about the cooks. I, I I'm really fond of them so far. And, um, another thing I love about watching top chef is I love to cook and I love to eat. And when I'm doing that, I don't, you know, have any kind of, silly fantasies of rising to the level that these chefs are or being able to do some of the things that these chefs do but it does inspire me to try new things and to like learn about new things in last week's episode i learned what compressed watermelon was and it's like not that complicated it's something that i physically seemingly could do if i wanted to try that and it's like maybe this summer i'll make compressed watermelon you know (laughs) um i probably won't make a carbonated grape like another contestant did but I, I want to try one someday. Yeah. It's mostly just a, a really bright spot in my week. And so I'm, I'm definitely feeling Top Chef now that it's back. That's great. What are you feeling this um, week?
0: This week I am feeling... <laughs> well, I rewatched No Country for Old Men, which is a movie I haven't seen in a very long time. Probably since it came out. Um, I loved it then and I rewatched it and I was just so shocked by... Um, The efficiency of storytelling in that movie. There is not a lot of dialogue. There's not a lot of explaining what's happening in that movie. Um, It's just so efficient and you know exactly what everybody's feeling and doing as they're going through this without really having to explain it. I was just really impressed by it. Um, It's it's such... It's also a story from the perspective... Really, most of it is from the perspective of um, a psychopathic killer which I feel like a lot of movies when you say that it's a more um i think cheesy more i I think of like cable tv type of movie (laughs) um and i think this one does a very interesting job of like not only that but also kind of delving into um the psychology of (laughs) a law enforcement officer who has been around for you know has been doing this for so long and just watched the world change and is absolutely entirely exhausted with how the world and law enforcement works, (laughs) Mm -hmm. which uh, is great right now. Um, But just watching like Tommy Lee Jones go through that and retire and kind of um, looking at retiring and, you know, wondering if like, what is his place in this world as law enforcement? Mm -hmm. um, I thought was just a really interesting look at, at life and, Texas and mm-hmm. um, and Texas in the 80s. Not even um, you know something that you know we're he's not even having to deal with any of the stuff that we're dealing with today, um, and he's already feeling like this is you know an overmatched situation for 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 what he signed up for. Yeah. Um. I just I just think it's a it's a beautiful movie. It's very it's very intense, but um, it's one of I think the best thrillers um of all time. I
1: absolutely love it. Um. You know, lately I've been thinking about. Specifically, Texas films. Um, mm-hmm. Where would you, where where would you rank this in films that are good about showing Texas?
0: This is so high up there.
1: <laughs> high up there. Okay, I've never I seen The yeah. no Country for Old Men. I guess is why I'm asking, um, and how that how it relates in that specific way.
0: Yeah, I think there's so many. I mean, it is set in 1980, and so there there are pieces of it that you're just like, you know, I didn't live in Texas in 1980, so yeah. but. A lot of, I mean, this is the fun thing about, like, small-town Texas is a lot of it hasn't changed since the 1980s. Right. So you get to see a lot of the, you know, the land and the type of people um, that, like, especially, like, the one-off characters that just show up out of the blue who, like, work at the gas station or stop to give somebody a, um, you know, a you know, a hitchhiker a lift or, you know, um, stop to, to jump someone's car. Those types of people. Are exactly the type of people that you meet all over Texas, and um, the dialogue and the accents and everything is really, really perfect. <laughs> and to it, it feels like. Um, Texas filmmakers is really what it feels like. Mm. And to see, you know, to to have this come from the Coen brothers who have done very good local movies and like seeing them do, you know, Fargo and um even like LA movies that they've done like it they they do a really good job of like getting in that specific place. Awesome. Yeah. I would highly recommend a rewatch. It is a uh intense movie, so if you're not if you're not down for that right now, <laughs> I wouldn't watch it, but it is. It's so good. It really is.
1: All
0: right. Let's talk about in or out. We've got some new trailers that came out, and um, two 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 ones that I think are very interesting to talk about. The first one is Shang Chi and the and the Legend of the Ten Rings, which is the new Marvel movie um, that I think was slated for last year and got. Pushed back, and now we're finally getting our first trailer. We're gonna get a just a slew of Marvel movies here this year as they kind of shove everything into twenty
1: twenty. <laughs> right um, <laughs> to catch up. Um,
0: exactly, yeah. Because their, I mean, their slate is already full anyway, and so I think just just them pushing everything into one um, is exciting for me. I think I would love to hear what you thought about uh, the trailer for Shang Chi.
1: So this Shang Chi trailer. You know, I I didn't really know much to expect. I I don't know much about this character. I pretty much know it's just the next Marvel introduction. And so it's something that even without seeing the trailer, it's like, oh, well, I'm going to go see it because I'm bought into this universe. Right. Um, Hmm. So I watched the trailer and most Marvel movies are very fun and very few of them are very bad. So like (laughs) either... You're gonna just have a, a good decent time, or sometimes they're really, really fun and really great. Um, yeah. and so it's a it's an easy buy-in, right? With this specific trailer, so far I just think, okay, this looks like another fun, easy buy-in. I wasn't super like blown away by the trailer. There wasn't anything other than maybe Aquafina, who I do really like, that specifically grabbed me and got me excited about seeing this particular film, but I also am like, okay, I'm in. It's another fun Marvel movie. Um, Decent action, probably decent storytelling. You've got me. Um, So my opinions on this particular trailer are pretty mellow.
0: Yeah. I feel the same way. I'm again, it's not a, it's not a character I'm connected to and it's not a character. And we get, we get no overlap with any other um, Marvel characters were that are already in the Marvel Cinematic Universe so it is truly like an introduction Um, and I kind of feel the same way I am interested in um, uh, the director what's his name Uh, Destin Daniel Creighton oh yes who who directed uh, Short Term 12 and Just Mercy um, a couple years ago, and, I uh,
1: Glass Castle
0: and Glass Castle exactly. Yeah. yeah, I I really like him and I like his movies. Me too. Um, I think I didn't love the Glass Castle as much as <laughs> the other ones, but <laughs> but I think he's a really great director. I think in general, I don't get super pumped about the Marvel directors because they all fit within the bubble and seem the same. So they get a lot of their. I I feel like edges sanded off a little bit to fit sure. within the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So I don't feel like there's going to be anything crazy. Um, him in this, but I do like him and I like his storytelling. So I am excited for that.
1: I'm glad that you reminded me because I forgot that he was directing this. And that does make me, even though this trailer, I have a mellow reaction to that does get me a little bit more excited because short term yeah. 12 is one of the best films of that decade, I think. And so, mm-hmm. um, and I, I do think he has like really great storytelling instincts. And so we're like, A lot of this might fit into that Marvel cookie cutter in the way that a lot of them do. I do think that his presence might mean that there are these moments of really beautiful honesty and and emotional storytelling that we could look out for.
0: It sounds like we are (laughs) mellowly in on this movie. Exactly. (laughs) Oh, man. Okay. So the next one up is Those Who Wish Me Dead which is the uh, newest Angelina Jolie movie directed by um, Taylor Sheridan. How do you feel about Taylor Sheridan
1: movies? So um, I, I was—I looked him up before we did the podcast of like, I'm trying to remember like what he's written versus directed, right? Because he's written yes. more than he's actually directed. Um, he wrote or co-wrote Hell or High Water, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes, that
0: Cario, movie. Hell or High Water, Wind River, um, I, th- I think are his best big ones yeah so the only one of those
1: i've seen is hell or high water which i loved okay um okay the rest of them i know are critically acclaimed and people i love love those movies um Hmm. but i haven't seen and so i am like cautiously in on taylor sheridan like i i'm excited to see more but i'm not like a dedicated fan yet yeah
0: i his his like directorial debut was wind river um, with Jeremy Renner and uh, what's her, Elizabeth, Elizabeth Olsen, yes. And I was actually very surprised by the direction of that movie. I think it's. I think it's really good. I don't think it's as good as *Hell or High Water* or um, Sicario*, but I really enjoyed that movie. And I. And other than that, he's done some of his Yellowstone, right? <laughs> show. Do you watch uh, Yellowstone? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> it it sounds exactly like something I would love. But I just, <laughs> yeah. I, I haven't done it.
1: <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a dad version of you would be watching. A hundred,
0: a hundred makes time for Yellowstone. Yeah. yeah, if I were if I were fifty years old, I would be <laughs> right. all in on Yellowstone. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, so those for wish me those those for wish me dead. Those who wish me dead, I'm. Really excited about. <laughs> so, because I want more of his work. I also want more of his uh, writing because um, I think he's a really good screenwriter. So, I, it's exciting to me that he's doing another movie that he's written and directed. I think it's also based off a book. Um, and I love seeing Angelina Jolie, you know, in things. So, I'm very curious to see her in. I would say in an action movie, um, this is going to be, I think a very fun time at the movies is what it feels like to me. Um, so we'll see. And obviously a a big fan of Nicholas Holt and him and, uh, him in a, in a villainous role is always fun.
1: Yeah. Um, this trailer, you know, it looks a little scary and intense. Um, the (laughs) kind of movie that it's like, oh, I can handle that, but it's not my first choice of like, you know, movie experiences, but here's, what's going to really draw me to the theater with this one. Watching this trailer, I was reminded of how much I love salt. And yes. this feels like Angelina Jolie in, in a salt-like role again. You know, it's yeah. not just Angelina Jolie in an action film. It's Angelina Jolie, like, pretty much alone. You know, she's, she has this kid that she's protecting in this trailer. But, like, single-handedly, you know, um, taking on people that are hunting her. And yeah, I'm like that. I uh, sign me up. For it. 100%. It
0: was a hundred percent. I Salt was was one of the movies that we watched at the beginning of the pandemic, and I was just like, man, this is a good movie. <laughs> I salt wish they'd make more of these. So and here fun. we go.
1: <laughs> more movies like Salt. Yeah. More Salt. I
0: agree, hundred percent. Yeah. So we're sounds like we're both in on this one. Yeah. Awesome. Totally. Sweet. Good in or out section. <laughs> all right. Are we ready? Are we doing this? We are ready. Okay. For all the money in the world, we're doing our Oscar predictions. <laughs> So every year we bet on the Oscars. We go through the list um, of nominated films and we, we we pick who we think is going to win. Now, how this bet works out is that the loser has to watch a movie dictated by the winner. Um, usually, <laughs> it's a movie that this person would not see without kind of this uh, this bet in place. Um, without
1: it being assigned to them, <laughs> it has to you correct. Know. Yeah.
0: Yes. Without it being assigned, it would probably not be on the list to see. Um, a couple. We've ended up going back and forth every year, right? Um, on who wins. Um, and last year, I lost, and
1: oh, Sandra, feels... you
0: kindly assigned to me.
1: <laughs> it feels so <laughs> um, good to win. Let me tell you, <laughs> I've, I've it, lost. It and really, I've really won, does and feel it good. Feels win. really good to win.
0: It really does. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I was assigned the French uh, film BPM, which I, th- I believe was at the top of your...
1: Yeah, it was number um, two, I think, on the list on my yeah. list top of the year, the year it came out.
0: So what I should have done was watch that movie immediately. Um, it was a movie that I was like, I eventually want to see this, but it, it's just one of those movies that I was never in the mood to watch. And so you putting it on here forced me to... <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's prioritize it. it's a hard movie to prioritize because it is it's a, a French drama about um act up in the 90s these, you know, AIDS activists. And so you know that that's going to be like heavy material. And so it is it is a hard movie to be like, "Hey, it's Tuesday night. I'm done with work. Let's put on a movie," you know. Um yeah. but because of that, I knew it was one that I wanted I really wanted you to see and so assigning it to you made, made sure that you were going to see it at some point. Um, I should just say that a before COVID, our game plan (laughs) was for me to visit Chicago and like us watch it together and make sort of an event out of it. But that sadly um, didn't, was not able to happen.
0: (laughs) So I watched it alone in the dark Uh, (laughs) by myself. I'm so sad
1: that you watched it alone. (laughs) Listen, i mean is, i watched it alone i'm not i don't know I why mean, i'm yeah, so sad yeah. about it that's what i did too <laughs>
0: <laughs> listen it is not um it's 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 hard right now like people don't want to watch movies that aren't like super fun and exciting they really <laughs> so, don't let me tell you um, trying to really get people don't. to watch um yeah yeah um so even me it was very difficult i think i started this twice and was just like i can't i can't do this right now mm-hmm. it's also two and a half hours long it's so long. it it it, it, it makes it a little bit difficult to to block out some time for that. Um, I think this movie it's, now all that to say this movie is really great, good. It's 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 great, um, but it's very depressing. And I think right now, um, like watching, you know, the the '90s and the AIDS crisis is is hard to see. And I think it. I don't think anything in this movie is surprising. Um, to me this reminded me actually a lot of 12 Years a Slave mm. of just a really well executed s- sad story um, and one that like if you hear about it you kind of under you kind of know the process and the understanding but what is really well done about this is the emotional arc that it takes you on with the characters involved um, and I they're like in general 12 years a slave was a movie that i was like this is a great movie that i will not watch again Mm -hmm. and i am (laughs) just it's very hard to watch movies just about you know black suffering and i felt the same way here it's just like watching like watching the aids crisis and movies about queer suffering is is hard Mm -hmm. and i feel like that's what it's, it's a lot of the 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 media that we get around queer people is a lot of you know the suffering movies. And I, I, f- I feel like a lot of that is changing. I feel like in re in recently, like we have had a lot of, you know, queer joy movies, mm-hmm. um, which is exciting, but, um, this is one that's like, this is really good. I will never yeah. watch it again. Um, and it's super depressing, but I'm glad I watched it.
1: Yeah. What I, what I do want to just add to that is that while this is, this film is very sad. I end it, you know, sobbing, um, The film is not only sad and I I do just want to make note of that because what I love about this film is that it's not just a look at queer suffering, that it is a look at queer action, that it is about activists Mm -hmm. that are like being vibrant, you know, entering into a a fight and they're, it's about looking at what activists' work is like and not just sick people dying, you know? Um, yeah. yeah, and I really appreciate that about this film and just seeing all of the conversation and the work that goes into the work that they did. Um, and then also, this film is really good at showing just like what these intimate queer relationships look like, what that sex looks like. And, um, I, I appreciate the vibrancy that this film brings in addition to the suffering and, um, so, I, I think that this film is well rounded in that way. And while, yes, there is a lot of pain there, there's also just a lot of, oh, um, so cliched, but like life in this film.
0: <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I, I agree with you for sure. And yeah. I think in any other year, I would be much higher on this movie. Right. It's <laughs> a hard in this year, year for it. I'm just like, <laughs> I,
1: I will say that when the pandemic started, I was really interested in I, I I didn't watch it then, but um, I was really interested in rewatching it around that time because uh you know the AIDS pandemic and the covid pandemic are very different and you know live themselves very in they roll out and they've been rolled out in very different ways by the medical community, the way that they are treated what the way that they're received but um still the idea that you know we're living through a pandemic and people are dying and it was a very scary time and it in for different reasons but still very scary and to see people you know 20 30 years ago i guess not actually 40 years ago it's, i i did my math wrong but um living through something somewhat similar um i was i was very curious to watch this when that when the pandemic first started is all i should say definitely thank you for watching well it, Lucas. done i'm glad that you P- congrats uh, so on winning. Are, are you <laughs> uh, so ultimately and it's so you can be honest are you glad that you i assigned this to you are you are you i like, am uh, no yes it with something yes. else i
0: no, 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 I do. Th- uh, yeah, I, I do think it was a good movie. I wish I'd watched it last year, right when you <laughs> assigned sure. it, because I feel like I'd be in a better place about it. Maybe but yeah, I'll I, learn my no, lesson was...
1: this year if I lose. And, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. This year, I feel like I'm going to lose this bet, so I, I'm gearing really <laughs> up towards that. If I lose, maybe I'll I'll watch our, the assigned uh, film a little bit earlier than every year. Both you and I wait until. Uh, we give each other the whole year to watch the film. I know, and we always yeah. watch it the weekend before <laughs> Oscars.
0: <laughs> it's true, it's true. And yeah.
1: technically, you had longer than a year because of I know Oscar because season. of yeah.
0: Um, but yeah, overall, I thought this movie was great. I th- I think there's a lot of like really well done, um, just like storytelling elements in there. A lot of like non there's a there's a there's a couple like dance scenes Ugh. in. in 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 this movie that are truly incredible the dance scenes, um,
1: it's like m- movies don't usually capture what it's actually like to be at a club because they can't really film at a club you know um yeah that's inactive and these movies the scenes at the clubs make you feel like what it feels like to be at a club dancing
0: yeah yeah a lot of like the chaos and the noise and just the I mean, this movie is called BPM. So, but just like the feeling of your heartbeat, yeah. <laughs> and like it's, yeah. I thought I thought there's just some incredible, just directing in here that's just beautiful to see. Yeah. So, all right, are you ready to lose this year? <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's do our let's do our predictions. Okay. No,
1: so. I should just say before we start naming what our predictions are, mm-hmm. I went into this a few days ago thinking like. I haven't been paying attention to like what the Oscar buzz is this year. I'm probably going to lose. It's like, I'm so out of it. I'm excited about like what I'm cooking for the Oscars, but that's about it, you know? (laughs) And then as soon as I finally sat down to start like naming it, I immediately got competitive again. I was like, Oh no, I don't want to lose.
0: Um, (laughs) so
1: we'll see how we do. Um, I, have, I do
0: think this Oscar, though, being drawn out so long, yeah. has just made it feel a little bit like a slog. Like, we keep talking about these movies again and again, and I just it's easy to just tune out and be like, I don't, like, it's April already, like, I, I should be talking about the fun new movies that are coming out. But right. there aren't movies coming out, and so it's just like, it's, yeah, it's I a weird time. I
1: also think, and maybe this is, you know, a flawed part of my personality, but typically... There are two kind of front runners for Best Picture, and the big question is, like, which one is going to be the one that it actually pulls out, you know, and I don't feel like that's the case this year. And and that also might just be kind of a little boring, you know? I think
0: we're going to have a lot of the same ones on here yeah I do you think that i this have this season my has sleeve, gone on so long that I a lot of these things have coalesced
1: <laughs> yeah well i have a few tricks so we'll see but yeah um i think the key to a good oscar ballot is figuring out what all the favorites are to win and then mm-hmm. in like two or three of those picking something else um yeah so, because it never is every single favorite wins, right? And so it's just about mm-hmm. making... You're betting on which ones are going to go against the grain, essentially.
0: Yep. All right, let's do it. Okay. All right. So we're going to start at the bottom. We're going to start with live action short. A lot of the shorts, I think, will just kind of rattle through. Yeah. I haven't seen all of them. I've seen a lot of them, but I...
1: Typically, I really I try to go see the shorts, but I yeah. this is not a year where I was able to do that. It's,
0: it's not. It's not. I... I also on my list are things like I pl- the things that I'm picking. I also plan either have seen or will definitely be be seeing before the Oscars because I would like to see all of what I think is going to win. <laughs> right. So, um, so for live action short, I've got um, I read all of them. I'm just gonna oh, just, just let's gonna
1: just read, read what what our picks are.
0: Yeah. Um, for live action short, I picked The Letter Room. All
1: right, and I which, picked. Oh, go ahead. So.
0: I was going to say, which is a movie I don't love, but I think the Academy is going to love it.
1: <laughs> so you did see The Letter Room?
0: I did see The Letter Room, yeah.
1: Got it. Okay.
0: This is, this is the Oscar Isaac um, Prison Guard short oh, film. Oh, interesting. Not 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 great from a po- political just love.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's weird. But yeah. I, it's one of those movies that I think the Oscars are going to love.
1: Okay. So I have picked Two Distant Strangers.
0: Another movie that I really didn't love. <laughs> okay. Well, what
1: is that one about?
0: Uh, a, a black guy gets in a... Um, Groundhog Day situation, where he keeps getting shot by a cop.
1: Oh goodness gracious! <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. I, I, I think those are the top two. I think both of them are bad um, yeah. from like just political perspectives. Um, right. But I think the Academy are gonna lap them up, <laughs> right? Um, documentary short. I've got a love song for Latasha. I have yeah. that as well. Um, have you seen this one? This is the one that I haven't seen. I haven't seen heard
1: any short. Good things about. It. <laughs> You haven't <laughs> so, seen any of the shorts? No, I haven't seen a single one. Okay. Yeah. So. Um,
0: a lot of these are available on streaming. Um, I, would, I would definitely check out this one for sure.
1: Okay, great. I'm glad to hear that.
0: Um, for animated short, I have If Anything Happens, I Love You.
1: I also have that.
0: Um, this is one that's like a seven-minute short on Netflix. I would... Watch it because I kind of want to talk about it. <laughs>
1: okay, what it, can you tell me like generally what it's about?
0: I will not tell you okay. anything about it. Sounds good. I would. I want to hear your thoughts on okay on this, on this movie. It's not. I think just, the animation. The... You can just
1: promise me it's not like scary.
0: Oh no 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 no! no. Great. It's, it's definitely not scary. Okay. Um, I I feel like a lot of shorts have like um. They only have, like, a couple minutes to get across. Like, especially, like, the like the really short shorts and the animated shorts are always pretty short. Um, <laughs> they just have, like, a couple minutes to get across their point. And so a lot of them are yeah. either don't have a point or are just kind of very fun or just, like, really hammer home what they're talking about. Um, and I am very curious to hear your thoughts on this one.
1: Okay. I'll watch it.
0: All right. We have... Um, Our first name change. Um, In the past, this uh, category has been called foreign language film, and this year is the first time that it is now called international feature, which I love that change.
1: Yeah, me too.
0: Um, Especially this year when we've got Minari in the mix a lot. Right. um, That is an American film, but has a lot of, you know, Korean... Uh, language in it right um i think this is the perfect time to get very distinct on what we're looking for here is international
1: features. right and that and, and we should also explain that that was kind of sparked by i think it was last year there was a film that was the majority of the film was in english but it was mm-hmm. filmed primarily in another country um and it's it was the kind of film that like wouldn't get noticed in the U S it was, you know, very much a foreign film and it wasn't qualifying for Oscar attention because it was primarily yeah. in English. Yeah.
0: But I think this, yeah, this, this change definitely makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, and for this one, I have another round, which I'm assuming you have as well. I
1: have that as well. Yes.
0: Yeah. I think it's, I think it's, this is one that I'm very confident in. It's, a great movie, which I think I I talked about a little bit in our in our top top ten episode. Yeah, um, I
1: I still haven't seen it, but I'm planning on trying to get it watched before Oscar night.
0: Okay. Uh, the next category is documentary feature. I have my octopus teacher. So
1: I have my octopus teacher as well, but I do just want to say that this is a category I'm really bummed about because yes, there is a film <laughs> that was nominated for best documentary feature called Time. And I haven't seen any of the other nominees. I've seen my Octopus Teacher, and I've seen Time. And Time is one of the best films of the year, in my opinion, just hands down. Agreed. One of the best films. Have you seen Time, Lucas? Yes.
0: It it, it was number like eleven on my top ten.
1: Okay, got it. <laughs> of the year. It's, it was
0: right up there. It's so good.
1: It's amazing. It's a it's amazing storytelling. It's a it's an amazing story, and it is. And I I so and. I saw that My Octopus Teacher was the favorite to win Best Documentary. And so I was like, oh, this movie must be really good, you know? Um, And I watched it, and it's fine. It is a nature documentary about an octopus. I thought it was going to be a little bit deeper than that, but it really isn't. And this is not the movie's fault. I I don't want to blame the movie at all because it doesn't, you know, it is not responsible for the reception it receives. Um, But... I just have to say it is incredibly frustrating to see a movie about an animal that is not that deep beat out a movie <laughs> like time about yeah. a a, re, a human story about a family that is current and modern and important. And <laughs> I, I just am flabbergasted.
0: Yeah. I think these are the things that I like just make me really depressed about the Academy is like a movie like time, which is I mean a hard movie cuz it doesn't have like an it doesn't wrap anything up with like a neat little bow like it's um it's 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 one of the movies that I would suggest everybody watch yes. <laughs> if you can. Um that's actually probably what I should have should have picked at the very beginning is what nominated movie should everybody watch? Sure. I think you should watch Time. Um but I think this these are the things that like the Academy's like oh I don't know how I feel about that because it doesn't leave you with like this perfect happy little you know mm-hmm. ending. It's it's I it's joyful and interesting, but um, it's not, uh, I think, wrapped up in a bow like most people want. And yeah. My Octopus Teacher is, you know, I, simple. I, so.
1: went in, I saw the trailer for My Octopus Teacher, and I really thought it was going to be more about the guy, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And it it's not. Spoiler alert. Nope. It is just about The, just about the about Octopus. The octopus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, okay. We can move on. I just wanted to get that little rant out there.
0: No, definitely. I feel the same way. Time should absolutely be the winner of this. At the beginning of the season, I was like, "So there's no, no, no.
1: What I'm excited uh, about. There's no way
0: time's going to that
1: If time like, does win, if it does sneak in mm-hmm. that win, we both will lose that point, but we'll both be so excited. Absolutely. Yeah. And
0: I think if it does win, there will also be some changes. This happened last year with Parasite. Um,
1: mm-hmm. I
0: forget what it won i think it won editing when i didn't think it was going to and that kind of clinched it for me i was like oh this is gonna win best picture no, and
1: it, I d- it didn't win editing
0: didn't win any what did it win
1: uh, It won. i feel like it best won director. something else
0: that What well,
1: we didn't, think it it didn't it just win.
0: win director and picture
1: it right? won um oh i think screenplay when it we didn't you didn't think yes. it was going to
0: win. You're yeah. right. That's what it was. It was yeah. It was screenplay that I was just like, oh my gosh, it's going for it. It's actually going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> and so it was one of the things I was like, I didn't pick it, but I was very excited. Right. So right, right All right, moving on to animated feature. Um, this is also one that I'm like, Wolfwalkers should win this one, but it's going to be Soul.
1: <laughs> I, I'm right there with you. Um, I we're, we're 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 running through the categories where I'm assuming we haven't seen most of the other nominees other than kind of like the main ones, you know, yeah, um, yeah. I, I should just speak for myself there, I guess. Um, yeah. I, I, I've only seen soul and Wolfwalkers and, um, Wolfwalkers is a better movie than soul. It is a better movie.
0: I mean, I saw onward and it's better animation, um, but, <laughs> but onwards, not, a, not, not even in the category, I think. Right. Yeah. Wolfwalkers is, is absolutely great and should win this thing for sure. Yeah. But it's going to be soul. Yep. All right. Visual effects. This is always the category, I think, that I just don't care about every year. I'm just like, it'll be the blockbuster that wins. And so I've got tenant.
1: I also have Tenet. Um However, I do just want to say that I, I still haven't seen this other movie, but I've heard a lot of really good buzz about Love and Monsters. Um,
0: I've heard a lot of good buzz about Love and Monsters from people who I think you like. And so <laughs> I think you would like that
1: yeah and um and i am a particular dylan o'brien fan and so Mm -hmm. love and monsters is something i've been meaning to watch and um i i I like when something that's like kind of indie and kind of fun makes its way into this category um so Mm -hmm. another fun upset i think would be for that to win this oscar but i don't think it will i think tenet will will and I, i think tenet is great and it has amazing visual effects so i'm not mad about that
0: definitely now, usually at this point um, in the in the Oscar rundown, I explain the difference between sound mixing and sound editing for those two awards. And this year, they have combined them into one, and there's just now one sound award. Um, I think it makes a lot of sense because I think the people voting on it don't really know the difference a lot of the time, <laughs> um, and so I, I like the idea of just here's a sound award. Well, um,
1: and for, go for it. the show itself, for people watching the Oscars, yes. I think it's really hard to, like, figure out what the difference is and Mm -hmm. to sit through two categories instead of one. Um, Apologies to all the sound engineers that have different jobs. But I think the show needs to be condensed in as many ways as possible. And this is a very clear way.
0: Yeah. So for sound, I have chosen Sound of Metal. Um, I think I mean... Another one could win, but I also think this is one that's just a front runner in this category.
1: This is the category that, like, if something else won, I would be flabbergasted. I, I I've also yeah. picked this. It is such a clear winner. Um, it's one of the films where, while you're watching it, you're like, "Damn, the sound design in this film is what makes this. Is one of the things that makes this film."
0: One hundred percent. All right, next up we've got song. Um, The song category for me is always trash. Um, It has been for a long time. (laughs) They never picked great songs. I think this year we actually didn't have a lot of, like, truly amazing songs in movies. Right. So I'm not super upset with it this year. Um, But I've chosen Speak Now from One Night in Miami.
1: I have have gone the same route. Um, I've heard a rumor. I I need to look into this a little bit more. But Steven Soderbergh is producing the oscars this year which i am excited about and i think one of his changes is that he is doing all of the musical performances before the show um yeah
0: it's in the pre-show section
1: right um so does that mean we as the audience won't get to see them at all or is it like if you tune in earlier you get to see them or like they might edit in some during the oscars do you have any my idea?
0: assumption is, my assumption is it'll be like cut in during the like the red carpet stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it won't. Yeah.
1: I, don't I think would we'll say actually see
0: any clips during the show
1: this year. I'm OK with that. There are other years yeah. where I would be really annoyed with that. Like <laughs> like a star is born. I don't I want to see Lady Gaga and Brad. Um, What's his last name? Oh, my God. Bradley Cooper. <laughs> Brad, Brad, <laughs> Cooper. Brad. Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper perform, you know, during the Oscars. Yeah. Yeah. Um and so I, I would be mad about that other years, but this year I'm okay with it. I
0: feel the same way. This year we don't have a lot of the stars as the singers and writers of the Right. <laughs> of the songs. So
1: And we yeah, don't know I'm the fine. songs, you know, like mm-hmm. we know Shallow. You know, right? Yeah. Um yeah. I will say I think I I still have not seen Eurovision, but I think that there is a chance that Husevic could I think this out i think
0: there is a chance i do not think that the academy are people who are interested in watching eurovision <laughs> yeah so i'm curious how many people have actually seen it right um whereas voting for one night in miami and a sam and a sam cook type song right feels right up their alley so totally all righty all right best score i've got soul
1: i do as well um i i really i i'm trying to remember what his name is is it masseri who composed the score for minari i think so emil masseri i think is his name yeah he has composed a lot of scores that i've loved in the past and so i have a particular affinity for him um this is not a year where i have paid attention to the scores and so um i'm just going with what the front runner is which i believe is also soul
0: emil masseri uh did uh the Last Black Man in San Francisco, which is yes. one of my favorite scores that I listen to all I the time. I listen to that
1: score constantly. It's so good. Yes.
0: Yeah. And from this year, actually, I love his score from Kajillionaire more than I love it for Monarch.
1: Yes. So. Oh, that makes. Yeah. That's, I forgot about that. Yeah. So I just I like. But him. yeah, Soul's going to win. It <laughs> would be fun if he won, but I think Soul's going to win. Yeah.
0: Yeah. All right. Next, we got production design. Um, This one, I think. I'm going to clue into the rest of my list here, but this I think will be the only win for Mank.
1: Um yeah, I agree. I I think you're right there. I have Mank as well for this one. Um there was a small part of me when I was just like before I was like looking into what front runners are and 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 I was just going off of my gut that I kind of thought mm-hmm. like Tenet could have a shot at this, but but no, I think you're right. I think it's going to be yeah. Mank.
0: This is where they're, they're going to pull the Hollywood stuff and be like, look at all this stuff that looks like old stuff.
1: It's so old fashioned. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so. movie sets. It's very glamorous. Exactly. You know, yeah. Yeah. The costumes, mm-hmm. the sets. Yeah.
0: Um. Next is makeup and hairstyle. And this I've got uh, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom.
1: I do as well. Um. I, I still haven't seen Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. I'm planning on watching it before the big mm-hmm. show. But um. You know that I have a particular affinity for Emma, and so I, of course, am fond of the makeup and hairstyling in that movie, yes. and um, so that's my pick to win, only because that's the one I've seen and yeah. am fond of. Yeah. Um,
0: best costume design? Do you also have Emma there? I do. I
1: have. Ma- no, I okay. have Ma Rainey's Black Bottom there. I have. It, okay. I have it in yeah. both. I just am particularly fond of Emma, so.
0: Oh, got it. it, got it. If yeah. that won on
1: either of those, I would be excited, but it's not my prediction.
0: Yeah, I feel the exact same way. I also have Marini's Black Bottom for um for costume design, and I would love an Emma win.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Um. All right, moving on to editing. Now here's where I think things could start to get interesting. We Definitely. have had a lot of the same uh here, um. But for editing, I have the Trial of the Chicago Seven.
1: Okay. Here we go. I have Sound of Metal. Okay. So here's the thing. Of all the categories of the night, I think this is the biggest toss-up, right? I think this yeah. is, it's between these two. And I don't think there's a clear, clear front frontrunner. Um, and so this will be, I think, a big determining factor for the two of us. I agree.
0: I think uh, Sound of Metal, in my mind, Sound of Metal is the better
1: <laughs> oh, choice. Agreed.
0: Um, I think Trial of the Chicago 7 is the flashier choice for sure.
1: Here's so. the thing, if I was going to pick a favorite for editing, I really do think I would pick the father. I
0: actually probably would do the same thing the father the father's editing is so so good and so subtle and, and
1: integral to the film, you know
0: yes, agreed, but alas
1: but sound of metal is is incredible. I mean, and I like trial of Chicago seven, but I wouldn't nominate it for editing. yeah great well, I'm excited that we have another matchup. I'm yes, wondering if me this too. is the last one or if there's going to be one or two more we shall see i
0: think we i think the rest could be the same for us we'll um okay we'll see best cinematography i've got nomad land
1: i do as well now yeah. this is just like the clearest win deserved win and front runner in my opinion
0: i think this is the one though where if she loses this one things are about to get real crazy <laughs> with the rest of the true um, the oscars this so, movie i'm
1: is so beautiful. Is there any other nominee that you would think has a shot at like maybe stealing this?
0: I don't, I don't think so. I mean, I think this, this, like if any other movie does win it, I think it would be Mank. Um, but I don't, I don't think that's going to happen at all. I don't think there's really a chance.
1: I don't think this is going to happen, but I did just watch, um, Judas and the black Messiah last night. Mm -hmm. And, I think that there is like a alternate universe that could happen where if it won this, then I think we're in for a Judas and the Black Messiah sweep.
0: Yeah, I agree. Not
1: sweep, but you know, like it it would win a lot.
0: Um, it's gonna be a big night for them. <laughs> yeah,
1: right. Um, but I don't think it will. I think Nomadland will win, and I think Nomadland has the best cinematography I've seen all year, just hands down.
0: Yep, I agree with you. All right, the screenplays, original and adapted for original i've got sound of metal and for adapted i've got uh, nomadland
1: okay so here we have another matchup lucas um for adapted i also have nomadland but for original i have promising young woman
0: oh you're right i do have promising young woman oh. sorry. I was, I was. Oh. when you said that i was like yeah me too what did i say <laughs> uh, yeah no you're right Okay. I also have promising. Okay. Yeah. Great. Yeah, cool. Never We're on mind. We're
1: just right on the same page again. Yeah. 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 Um Okay, yeah. Yeah. I think that these are clear front runners. I think um the biggest toss up would be um if Trials of Chicago seven beat no uh promising young woman, right? Those are the they're in the same mm-hmm. category.
0: Yeah. I think they're yeah. They're both under
1: yeah, I think original, that, yes. that's the closest Sorry. one because Aaron Sorkin is, like, an Oscar guy, you know? Um, mm-hmm. So it wouldn't shock me if he won, but I do think that they are going to take this opportunity to highlight Emerald Fennell as this, like, newcomer, this woman who really burst out on the scene with uh, a really great original screenplay. Yep, definitely.
0: definitely. Um, so now into the acting categories. For supporting actor, um, I've got Daniel Kaluuya.
1: Oh, before we move on to supporting to supporting, I do oh, just yeah. wanna say I'm picking Nomad Land for adapted screenplay, but I also think there is a world in which the father could win this. Adapted. Mhm. And so I think if the father wins adapted screenplay, then that's also another thing where we're looking at maybe a shake up for the night.
0: That would be interesting. I would kind of be excited about that but i think you're right that could be
1: i i i hope nomadland wins i I like that screenplay yeah. a lot so um that's not what i'm rooting for i'm just you know that it, mm-hmm. it could happen okay yeah. sorry i just wanted it's to true. say that before we moved on to supporting
0: oh you're good um yeah so, so for best supporting actor i've got daniel calia
1: i do as well i mean that is a big just like he's the front runner he it's a powerhouse performance um it's one of those you know in my opinion lead performances that is getting you know pigeonholed into supporting but i don't blame it because that's how you play the game and he it's such a good performance that i want him to win for this
0: i 100 agree yeah
1: it, the only thing that makes me sad about it is that this was if his performance was categorized as a lead instead which it feels more like to, my, to me um then mm-hmm. that would make room for paul racy to win to possibly win for sound of metal and that is a performance yeah. that i think is beautiful and feels like a supporting role. um the,
0: i think i don't think he would win i think Sasha oh, would <laughs> would win right he, he probably wouldn't win so. but
1: it would that would be my pick then you know what i mean yeah right yeah, um, yeah. that the, makes sense if daniel clea Klu- Klu- wasn't present in this category my pick to win would be or my you know heart pick to win would be paul racy um which yeah. again i just yeah. when you have someone who does that good a job in what is a true supporting role i really do like when we can when Mm -hmm. we can reward that because that is such an important part of storytelling and um that that does that gets overlooked you know yeah okay
0: i agree so for best supporting actress i've got ya jung jung
1: i have her as well um she is wonderful in minari and um yeah yeah, Supporting Actress is an interesting category this year. I also, I'm a huge fan of what Amanda Seyfried did in Mank. Um, Mank didn't work mm-hmm. for me overall, but, like, every moment she was on screen, I was really in awe of her. And, again, that also feels like a true Supporting Role. Um, so, definitely another thing I wanted to mention in the Supporting Actress category is, again, I just watched Judas and the Black Messiah, so it's fresh in the mind. Um But I I need to pull up the actress's name. But the actress that played um, Fred Hampton's girlfriend, Deborah, that was an amazing supporting role. And she was really, really good in it. And again, in that way that is, like, that is a true supporting character and not a lead character. Um, And Mm -hmm. I wish she would have gotten an Oscar nomination for that performance. Um, But Minari is wonderful. And she she really brought... Such a special quality to that film, a, a, a light to it that, um, yeah, it's exciting to see her get recognized for this. Yeah,
0: Definitely. All right. Best actor. I think we're probably both going with Chadwick Boseman, but I am surprised by the Anthony Hopkins comeback. Yeah. I feel like people have been talking same. about him a lot, and which is really exciting. And I think he's absolutely phenomenal in this role. But I do think it's, it'll still I go agree, to Chadwick Boseman.
1: But if it did go to Anthony Hopkins, I would not be mad about that.
0: Yeah. I feel the same way. I feel very bad for Riz Ahmed and Stephen Yeun this year cuz both of those performances are I think right. incredible. <laughs> and in any other year would have been front runners Agreed. in this race and they're just it's yeah. just not happening.
1: Yeah, so. it, especially Riz Ahmed, I think. Um in Sound of Metal. It's <laughs> he's really really good in it and that is a great great film and so yeah, it, it's it's a tough year. T- this is a tough tough year for best actor. Not every year I think the best actor race is that exciting. Um and this year it is, and that they're all really fantastic performances, minus Mank. <laughs>
0: Mank, okay, <Manc>. yeah. <laughs> oh man, all right. Best actress, I think this is the this is the one that could go anyway. Really, I think it's a very mm-hmm. tight race. Um, but I have Carrie Mulligan. All right, this so on. this
1: is where I'm taking a risk. I have Andre Day.
0: All right, I I think that's a good yeah. second pick. <laughs> so this is one of those. Um,
1: categories yeah. where I know that Carrie Mulligan is the front runner but I think mm-hmm. at some point in a good ask os- yeah like if you're if you're making your predictions someone is going to win that's unexpected and I think this could be the category where that happens
0: do you feel like there's any chance that uh, Viola Davis takes it no
1: I, my gut says no but I could be wrong
0: yeah we'll see I think this is a fun category um, with Vanessa Kirby, it's not happening. Francis McDormand, I really don't think it's happening. But I think I, it thing. could. Like, it's a yeah, possibility. I think
1: that's what makes this category so fascinating is because I wouldn't be surprised if Francis McDormand won. I wouldn't be surprised if Carrie Mulligan won. I yeah. wouldn't be surprised if Andre Day won. And if Viola Davis won, I would be surprised. But it's not, like, you know, unheard of. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. I For me, I wouldn't be shocked if Viola Davis won. won. But I don't yeah. think
1: – This is like the one category (laughs) this year where it really I do feel like it is a toss up Um, and that is exciting. So and Best Actress is always my favorite category of the night. Um, It's the one I get emotional about. And so it's exciting for that to also be, you know, a thrilling moment. Okay,
0: Great. All right. Moving on to Director and Best Picture. I'm curious. Do you have the same person
1: for both of these?
0: I do, too. I think we're going with Chloe Zhao Nomad Nomadland.
1: (laughs) Yes. For both Best Picture and Best Director, you're saying? Yep. I think Nomadland is, like, the clear frontrunner of the year. I'm happy about that. I think it's a beautiful mm-hmm. movie. Um, I'd much prefer, yeah, a movie that I'm just, like, I'm so excited about just be a clear front runner than risk something, yeah. you know, like Green Book winning again, right? Um, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm really excited about that. I do want to talk about, like, possible upsets just like if if things start to go crazy <laughs> in the middle of the night what do we think some of the possible options would be
0: i think i think for director i think emerald Fennell, um getting director or lee isaac chung for um uh, minari i think those would be the ones that happen i don't think david fincher or thomas vinterberg are going to right. surprise anybody um i think again emerald Fennell and lee isaac chung i think are it's not likely yeah. that that will happen, but if it does happen, it'll be one of those I, two.
1: I, I, again, I agree. I don't think it'll be likely, but I think there's a poss. I can see a world in which Lee Isaac Chung sneaks this out. Um, mm-hmm. And For
0: me, I think I'd, it'd be more likely for Emerald Fennell, just because of the, the rest of the
1: Oscars that movie Interesting. could be getting. Here's the other thing, is I do think, well, actually, I, I don't know, I'm changing my mind as soon as I said it. Excuse me, if Chloe Zhao loses Best Director... Do you think Nomadland still wins Best Picture, or is it definitely losing at that point?
0: I think it. I think yeah. it wins Best Picture because I think that with Trial of, Trial of the Chicago Seven, I think is again not close, but probably the second pick mm-hmm. for Best Picture, and he's not nominated right. for director, and so I think she could still lose director and and picture.
1: yeah is there any movie other than no Man land that could sneak out a best picture win
0: again like it would if anything it would be trial of the chicago seven i think which i would be upset about (laughs) but um but yeah i don't i don't think it can happen
1: i don't think it will either so i'm excited to see how this plays out so here let's for the bet purposes we have three categories that are up in the air that's um, it. Which is, oh I'm glad that it's an odd number because that means there's not a tie. Yeah. Um, so we have oh. live action short film. You picked um, the letter room. I picked Two Distant Strangers. We have best film editing. You picked Trial of Chicago Seven. I picked Sound of Metal. And then we have best actress, where you picked Carrie Mulligan and I picked Andre Day. It'll be interesting. It really will be. <laughs> um, so I do just want to now that we've made our predictions. Um. I want to ask, as far as watching the ceremony goes, what are you hoping happens, not specifically in regards to like wins, but just as the show goes on, what are you hoping for and what are you hoping doesn't play out in the show?
0: I am really hoping people don't make their speeches about Mm. COVID. Um, I think that could happen is that people just talking about COVID the entire time, and I do like n- not that I'm saying like we should move on, COVID's over, but I just think like in a night like this, what the whole point of kind of what we're doing here is putting on a show to kind of escape what what's what's yeah. going on right now, um, and so kind of bringing it back to COVID every time or them talking about a lot of COVID predict or COVID precautions and stuff like that. Um, I think just is a little bit of a bummer.
1: And is there anything that you're hoping happens?
0: As we talked about with Top Chef, like, getting to see people interact with each other again, mm-hmm. kind of for the first time after a while, I'm curious if, if, like, how fun it gets, like, how much people are kind of talking to each other and joking and stuff like that. I think they're still distancing uh, a little bit, but they're not doing masks, right? I think for is the most part... Is that the case, part, really? What they're saying is, I think that's what they were saying, is they're not going to do masks, or maybe it's just masks for speeches, um, they're, they're making sure people aren't doing masks. I don't know. Um, but from what I was hearing, they're going to make it pretty open. And so they're going to have some satellite options, some satellite locations for people who aren't in LA, but for the most part, they want everybody in LA. They want everybody vaccinated and they want, um, right. it to feel like normal. Um, but they're doing it at union station, which is a really cool place. And so, th- so it's, I feel like it's going to feel different anyway. Um, and I'm excited to see kind of what kind of fun things you can do at that location. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay, so what I would say is I don't want them to give up the fun, entertaining aspects of the Oscars that happens in between the speeches. So if we're not getting the musical acts, I want Mm -hmm. that to be replaced with something that is a show, you know, a musical number, a big set piece. Um, I like the montages, but... I, I hope we don't get just montages, you know, in between um, yeah. speeches. I want it to still feel like an entertaining show and not just a list of speeches. Um and then yeah. the one thing I'm hoping they don't do is if people I think one of the things I'm most bummed about about the idea of like the Oscars and COVID is I I want people to wear masks because that is safe. I I, I that's the priority, right? But I will yeah. say that one of my favorite parts of the Oscars is seeing the celebrity reactions to things, right? To see their faces mm-hmm. as a joke is told or as a song is performed or as someone wins and to see everyone reacting to that win. That it, You feel that community and then you also feel like the drama of like, you know, seeing – Tommy Lee Jones and his surprised face at something, right? Um and so I I will miss that if everyone's wearing masks. So I'm hoping that that is something that the production team has taken into consideration. And that's kind of an integral part of watching the Oscars. And if people are wearing masks, like what do you substitute that with or how do you work around that?
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely an interesting problem to solve. Yeah. Um, do you already have, if you win, do you already have what movie? I have not.
1: I haven't pick picked it me? out yet. Have you picked okay. out one for me?
0: I haven't yet. No, either. okay. I don't like to do that in advance because then I'm just so disappointed when I when Here's I lose, what I'll so. say.
1: The first two years we did this, you and I kind of punished mm-hmm. each other, right? And yes. then the next two years we didn't do that. And I would just say here before the the <laughs> we have a winner, <laughs> I don't plan on punishing you ever again.
0: Okay. Okay, interesting. I don't want to be that person that punishes I do. you
1: with a film. <laughs> I don't want to like make someone watch a film that they're gonna dread watching. Yeah, yeah. I get that. Ultimately. I
0: think there are, especially as we talk about yeah. older movies, I think there are some gaps in your list that you're not gonna enjoy watching too much. But I want you to have. I get one. that.
1: I think <laughs> that makes sense to me. I,
0: I, yeah, and I think you would probably sure. do the same. Seeing as I I haven't watched Miscongeniality, right? Is a movie that I have never seen, and <laughs> I feel like have you're absolutely like, no Hin, interested in.
1: That could be your pick for. <laughs>
0: no, 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 no. I am not hinting, hinting Miscongeniality, but I do feel like that's a film that you would sure. be like, oh my gosh, right. like that's this is crucial. Example. You you have to um, watch it. Yeah. Yes. So would you count that as? Torturing.
1: No, I don't think so. I think torture for me would okay. be you making me watch another western <laughs> um, or a horror film, which I don't listen. Think you would, I don't know if I can. That would also be torture. I
0: would. Uh, yeah, I would never. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and torture for you would be making do you think... me making you watch another One Direction documentary. Yes,
0: hundred percent. A hundred percent. Yeah. 100%, 100%. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so okay, so we okay, won't torture I, each I'm,
1: other. I'm glad we agreed on that truth I like it.
0: <laughs> cool. All right. We'll tune in next time to see who won this ridiculous little game. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Oh, yeah. Wait. No, oh, yeah. where we can we fuck you all? Okay, well, that's yes. really important
1: this week because yes. I've gotten into this habit during the Oscars of doing these elaborate food puns and making doing this elaborate cooking. Yes. So I do really want people to check that out this year, um, especially on my Instagram. You can follow me on Instagram and on Twitter. We'll probably be, like, tweeting during the Oscars, right? Um,
0: yep, 100%.
1: Both of those places, you can find me at Sandra Amstutz. My last name is spelled A-M-S-T-U-T-Z.
0: And you can find me everywhere at Lucas and Stuff. I will definitely be tweeting a lot during the Oscars. Me too. I'm excited. Bye-bye. It's going to be fun. Bye.
1: Thank you. Bye now. Goodbye. Go away.
0: I'll see you soon, okay?
1: That's it? Go home? Yeah. Moving along, Padre.
0: Goodbye, old friend. That's it. That's our show for tonight, people.